know-it-all advice columnist? Can I give you some advice? Just one piece of advice. The worst advice. Welcome to Not-So-Nice Advice. Hey, this is Chuck Nice. You got a problem, we got the answer. Whether it works or not. The worst piece of advice. The worst advice. Bad advice. Here's what we do. We read advice columns, we figure out why they're wrong, and then we give you the real answer. Is this bad advice? Some of the worst advice. Worst advice. Hey, I am a professional. Comedian. That's actually what makes this advice so insidious. <laughs> this is not so nice advice with Chuck Nice. I don't mean like they died. I mean like you actually lost. You had a blowout thunderstorm. Ooh, what's a blowout? Oh, 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 a tire blowout. There you go. Yeah. That's a great, that's great. Then you guys sit in the car and you watch the rain come down and you get all like. Well, first I had to calm my girl down. I was like, you can't be hysterical when we have kids in the car. So you just can't do that. Well, no. I mean, that's the job of a woman. What was I? Did I just say that? Ouch. Oh my God, Chuck! Is you're hysterical. You're such a. Yeah, exactly. What are you, a chauvinist? Yeah, I am. Uh, no, I'm not. But uh, uh, it's okay. Uh, she, the reason why she was hysterical is because that's her way of saying I trust you enough to allow me to, you know, express the full extent of my emotions. Because I know you're going to keep it together and handle this. That's yeah. all. But if then you... I just looked at her and said, chill the fuck out. Did you? Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. No, you. I said it nicely. Of course you did. Yeah. I mean, guy come well, on the phone. Let me tell you something. I've been there. My, uh, my wife and I had a very serious situation happen to us. Um, Sounds for... bigger than a mishap. Oh, it's huge. I mean, it was like, it's so, I mean, it's very personal, but Huge. Oh, wait, so you're not going to tell us what it is? Fuck no. <laughs> what the hell are you bringing up for it? <laughs> because here's the deal. So you're, was, you're a comedian, right? You can't tell a joke without the punchline. Well, th- no, I'm going to tell you what happened, but I'm not going right. to tell you what it was. But all I can tell you is was it, it came down to it looked it looked as though, you know, it was a financial situation and something went terribly wrong in a, in a, in a deal for me. And we're going to lose a, a we lost a shitload of money and we, it looked like we might lo- lo- lose our home. Oh, that's not good. No, and so. But you still have each other. I'd rather have a place to live. (laughs) Thank you. I can't live inside my wife. As pleasant as that might sound for 15 minutes at a clip. Whoa, 15 minutes, good for you. Yeah, exactly. Hey, listen, that's how I put it down. (laughs) You are in good shape, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, we were in in the car and, you know, I. I got the e- an email and I was like, "Yo, this, this is not looking good." Blah blah blah. And she just, she just, man, she just started losing it, man. And uh, and I was like, "Hey, hey, hey!" <laughs> and like in the middle of her meltdown, because <laughs> I'm not good like that. I'm not the. I'm not a good. When things are outside of my control, what I figure out is what can I control in the situation, and then I feel better. But in the meantime. It helps me with the situation to try and figure out what it is I can control. Like I can put my focus on that because the rest of it is just going to happen, you know. So you put a sock in her mouth and taped it. Well, no, it wasn't a sock. It was a rag, oh, okay. an oily rag. Oh uh, no, <laughs> no. So I was just like, hey, hey, hey. That's not how we going down. We don't go down like that. All right, we're going down swinging, and that's it. And when it's over, 
If you want to do that when it's completely over, fuck it, I don't have a problem. But right now, it's not time for that. What we got to do right now is figure some shit out, and we're not going to be able to do it if you're sitting over there bawling like a little bitch. <laughs> no, actually, what I said was, uh, baby, calm down. <laughs> Wait, let's tell the babe, truth. Was babe, it you crying and she babe, was calming well, you down? Well, that's the real story. Yeah. The real story, I was I was crying, and she was just like, listen here, you pussy. You little bitch-ass pussy. So, no, that's uh, no. Actually, she she that that is how that's how I roll. Like the other day, I was I was headed to a meeting, huge meeting for this thing that I'm doing, and huge, 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 and um, accident in the Lincoln Tunnel. Oh. Don't know why I drove in to begin with. Yeah, don't even know why I drove in to begin with. I live, you know, where I live. There's a ferry a couple blocks down. There's a train. There's a bus stop on my corner. There's, there's well, the like bus, bus would have screwed you. There's too. like yeah, the bus would have screwed me too because you guys. But you, there's like five ways into the city. You like the worst why one. would I drive in? I don't know. But my wife is driving me in, and accident in the tunnel. We can actually see. You know, you gotta be some kind of asshole to get in an accident in the tunnel. Yeah, you do. You stay in your friggin' lane. Don't and, tailgate. And, and that's, that's it. it. And you're good. Anyway car and a bus and it's uh, bad so now i'm sitting there, i'm like i'm gonna miss this entire meeting i'm gonna miss this meeting and then you, i'm like you got a signal on the phone so i'm start yeah I, I mean i emailed them but i'm like this is this is crazy I'm, I'm not gonna make it and then i just started like i started getting really like anxiety ridden like oh, oh my god you know this you know this is the only time we're gonna have a chance to meet with these people and, I, and then it all and then all of a sudden it just a calm came over me because i'm like there is nothing I can do about this. And so I sit back and I started like chilling. And I, you know, I was just Starting like. Candy Crush? Yeah, I was yeah. just like, oh, there's, well, no, because I don't do that. But I'm like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. And then I started, I was like, you have no control. And then I started thinking like, I got very zen. I was like, you really don't have any control over anything. All control is an illusion. What you need to do is take this time and contemplate the absolute utter lack of control you have over your entire life. The universe is random, my friend. Even your existence here right now is a confluence of events that took four billion years in the making. Quite frankly, none of this means anything. All right, I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, and scene. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and welcome to the show. <laughs> How do you feel? You feeling good, people? All right. This is not so nice advice. Let's get into a show. Shall we be happy? Right? Yeah, anyway. You got a, got a Redskins shirt? What is that? Um, this guy is a Native American on my shirt. Um, this is the... Um, Man, you racist. I am racist. Uh, no, this is this is not. This is a uh, an homage to the indigenous people of this land. Look at this guy. This ain't no Redskins. This guy's a warrior. He looks pissed. Right. Too. This guy is going to kill the owner of the Redskins and scalp him. Yes, I said it. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be great if racist? Wouldn't it be great if racist actually owned it like that? You know what I mean? <laughs> they, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, don't really like Seth Curry. I mean, I like half of them. <laughs> <laughs> racist. Thank you. You know, like <laughs> he like, looks pissed though. He looks like, uh, damn. I wish we invented guns. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> this guy. Uh, this guy is. 
he's the warrior man. That's what he represents. He actually represents, you know, basically, uh, I would say kill the white man, but really it's kill everybody who's in this land because it's not yours. Mm. You know what I mean? However, many uh, Native Americans did receive into their communities uh, black slaves. Uh, really? Yeah, because they saw they were like, "Wow, take a couple of those." Yeah, it was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't accept them as slaves, oh. jackass. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I actually thought that's what you meant. No, they would uh. like slaves would run away, and oh, and the Native Americans okay. would say, "Yes, come, you can be." So with they were pieces of shit like we were. Right? They yeah. were like, "Yo, okay. that's fu- wait a minute." So you're telling me that these white people keep you in chains and make you work? Why didn't they do that to the Indians? No, I'm just thinking. Uh, one, because they were not strong enough. Indians died for the most part. See, black people, black, the, here's the real deal. Black people don't die. You remember that, uh, uh, that comedian, Robin Harris? Yes. And he was like, baby's, baby's kids. Kid. Yeah. We don't die. We, we multiply. multiply. <laughs> like, that's fucking black people, man. Well, it's funny you use him as an example. He died in his 30s, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. He, let me tell you something. When you are like 150 pounds overweight, you smoke and drink liquor every night. Chances are, I don't care who you are, you're going to die. Good point. <laughs> Good point. Plus, you're Keith Richards. Right. You ain't multiplying anything, you know. But here's the thing about Keith Richards, if you believe it or not, he's thin, which helps him maintain maintain whatever health so that he has. It's better to do uh, the coke. Uh, you know what I mean? Keeps you thin. And it sleeps yeah. upside down like a bat. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, black people, the reason why black people were slaves for the most part is one, they were completely identifiable because of the darkness of their skin. Okay. And two, they don't die. Like, they, they, like many indentured servants hmm. uh, that were put to work in the fields Two days, they were like, oh, fuck it. This, I, death is better than this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, death got to be better than this. <laughs> and it's like another one dry, another one bites the dust. And oh, maybe it, if we feed them and give them water, maybe they'll live longer. Yeah, no, they didn't. It's just think about it. Think about being in New Orleans, that type of... Oh, all right? I can't be out here right now getting exactly. to work. I'm so dying. can you imagine working in a field in 102-degree weather with 96% humidity from sun up to sundown. You know, the ozone was way better back then. What's that? The ozone was way better. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. No, nah, the weather was pretty much the same. Don't you feel like as a kid, though, it didn't feel as hot as it does now? Well, it wasn't. It, I mean, it got as hot. It just didn't stay as hot as long. That's what uh, global climate change is about. Yeah. You know, you have more days on record. So last year was the hottest summer ever. The summer before that was the hottest summer ever. By the way, last summer was not supposed to be the hottest summer ever uh, because of, I believe it's La Nina, the weather system in the Pacific, that was supposed to make sure that we didn't reach record levels. We did anyway. This summer, by the way, not so bad. So maybe, you know, maybe the La Nina uh, effect is delayed. Who knows? The one thing you can rest assured, though, if you are my age, by the time your children are 30, we will be thoroughly fucked if we don't stop burning uh, carbon. But that's not a political statement. That's a scientific statement. Where will you go, though? Where are you going to live? You can go live in Costa Rica or something? No, you're not going to. What's going to happen is governments will have to pay billions and billions and billions of dollars in property damage to supplement the fact that we want to continue digging stuff up out of the ground and burning it as fuel. That's all. Just know that. Are you running or what? N- running for what? Something. I don't know. All right. But-
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Can I give you some advice? Just one piece of advice. The worst advice. Welcome back to Not So Nice Advice with Chuck Nice. Are you still anti-Trump? That still? he would let... No, I don't care about that. Oh. Listen, I, I'm really not anti-Trump. <laughs> I'm not anti-Trump. Please do not get it twisted. Donald Trump, I've known what he was from the very beginning. Anybody here in New York City, unless you live in Long Island, you already knew what Donald Trump was. Mm, true. Okay? We all know Donald Trump. He's been in the New York News for like 30-something 30 30 years. years. Yeah. So it's not, like, why, if he's so great, why didn't he carry the state of New York if he's so great? Because he's a Republican. But No, that's not why. Because he, by the way... If you're going to vote for a Republican, you should vote for the guy who was a Democrat all of his life. You would think that that guy, you know, w- would understand like the Democratic side of things. Yeah. He carried nothing here. Yeah. Nothing. He carried Staten Island and Long Island. You know what's in Staten Island and Long Island? Rich white people. Oh. There you go. So, rich white, well, how would rich white people live in Staten Island? There are some rich white people that live in Staten Island. Oh, stupid. Okay. I, I got to say something pro Trump, though. Go ahead. Best omelet I ever had was at Trump Plaza. Atlantic <laughs> City. <laughs> It was so good. I was like, what are they putting this? It's awesome. Best omelet I've ever tasted. That's right. The best omelet in the world at my Trump Plaza Inn. That's because they're real eggs from extinct birds. That's why they're so delicious. Pterodactyl eggs. That's right. My golf courses are the best. That's right. When you, my golf courses are so beautiful that the golf players actually want to stick their penises in the golf hole. Ooh, that's right. You'll want to fuck my <laughs> Trump golf course. <laughs> anyway, it's tight. No man. Anyway, all right. Well, should we do a show? All right. By the way, the last shows were good. We should cut all this crap out that I just said. Really? Yeah, man. That's... All that political crap. Nobody oh, wants yeah. to hear that. I was gonna say you're in the wrong show. Yeah, don't nobody want to hear that political shit. You're doing all science and shit. I know science and politics. Like Chuck, why are you talking about science? Mm. Get to the dick jokes, man. Dumb it down, dude. Dumb it down. Dumb it down. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, here's something that happened to me as I was walking up here that I really like, and then we're going to get into our, our, our couple of letters. Um, I just love, okay, so not that I'm famous, because I don't consider myself famous. Kevin Hart is famous. He's uber famous. Right. But I consider myself known, especially here in the city in New York, because I perform here a lot, so there are people who recognize me that way. I'm also on TV quite a bit, and so you know you get the people. And you're snappy dresser. Well, this is true, as you can tell by my um, my Warrior Indian <laughs> in my all-too-large T-shirt that I'm sporting It's too right hot now. to wear one of your sweaters. You ain't lying. Um, so, not that it wouldn't stop me. No, you know, I saw, I, listen, if, if the fashion called for it, I would, I would wear a sweater in this weather. Oh. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so when people, when people say hello, a lot of times they just say, hey, what's up? Or, big fan. Yeah, big fan. Love the work. Or they'll just point at you like, yeah. That's You're funny. Right. That's I love that too. Like the mm. silent. No, they don't say anything. Just point at you like, you know, like, we just did something, me and you. A little nod? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yo, hey, see that right mm. there? That was me and you. Like, they, you know what I mean? They we do had a that. Moment. We shared a moment. Yeah, we just shared a moment, buddy, because I know who you are and you just know that I know and <laughs> now we got that. You know, so I dig that too. But my absolute favorite, because it terrifies me. But sign my, sign but my tits? But it's no. still my favorite. Is the brother from the hood 
who is super, super hood. And as I walk by, he's on the phone. And he goes, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, you, 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 you. You that motherfucker for the TV. It's <laughs> <laughs> a direct quote? That's a direct quote. That just happened to me on the way. You, 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 you that motherfucker for TV, the comedian dude that be getting up in everybody's. Oh, yeah, that's you. That's you, man. Hey, hey, keep that voice up, man. You keep that voice up. Stay in that ass, brother. <laughs> Stay in that ass. <laughs> He don't listen to podcasts because you don't, you don't get in the ass. No, I don't. You know, yeah. I don't like ass play at all. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I just, that, I can't tell you. Made you. your day. Oh, I love it so yeah. much. Because on the one hand, it makes me really nervous. Because I'm like, where is this going to go? You know, Hopefully not the ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know, is this guy, like, is he going to now, like, try to, Talk to me or what, you know, and I'm I'm on my way somewhere. Like, where is this going to go? But the other thing is, it's slightly embarrassing because he's loud as I don't know what. And then on other the people are looking at you on the street. You know, of course, they don't know who you are. I'm like I said, I'm not famous. So those people are just like, well, what is that about? You know, but he's so funny. The guy is so funny that and, and those it's it's for some reason they all kind of. Wear the same outfit. <laughs> it's a uniform. It is. It's like, it, but it's so cool, man. They're like droopy jeans and. Oh no no no! That's shorts. a different. That's that's no the the guy with the jeans. That's a young. That's too young. Oh, it's a yeah, older, it's yeah. A, that's a, this. You know, that's a this is an older brother. You it's know, an uncle. Yeah, this is like an uncle. He dressed oh. like an uncle. <laughs> yeah, the guy with the the pants coming down. Those dudes, they don't really know me. They're too young. You know what I mean. Uh, and if you're thirty something and you still wearing your pants low, get a life. Yeah, seriously. I still see how it's. It looks so uncomfortable. Who? I know. Seriously, you know how tight you got to tie that belt around your thighs. Right. That's what your ass is made for. Your ass <laughs> is made to hold your pants up. Those young skinny kids, they don't have no ass. Ah, uh, yeah. But then they, then but then they There's tie the, the belt real tight. Yeah. Right around, and I'm like, you are cutting off your circulation. Like you're gonna have to have a ball removed. Oh. You know, like that's crazy. Barracoast veins or something. Yeah, but that's you know. I'm, I'm, but listen, man, we're old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I, mean, I will tell you this: though, I have two young nephews in their twenties. They never got into that. Thank God. They follow, they follow the Carlton principle, like you. Right? No, they're not quite as they're not quite as Carlton as I am. <laughs> but they they're not all the way. You know. They're yeah. they're just normal people. They're just normal. Yeah, which yeah. a lot of a lot. I think you know. <laughs> I th I th is that I'm not, you know what I meant by that. Yeah. It's, Bill's making it like I'm a racist. No, now. no, no, no. I was thinking uh. it's like there, no. There's no sitcom you can base his nephews off of. They're just right. regular people. <laughs> <laughs> no Cosby. That's funny. Uh, Fresh Prince. Isn't that funny? Because that yeah. is how we kind of so, uh, evaluate who black people are. Because we we always will either gangster or Carlton, right? You're gangster, you're Carlton, or you're you know like you see a Cosby or like you. There's always because <laughs> most most people know black people through the media. They yeah. really don't know a black person. A lot of people like I, I said this on stage one time. I was like, uh, the reason why black people don't really uh, talk about white people a lot is because you don't know any. No, we know we all know white people. Oh yeah. There's not one black person that doesn't know a white person in America. You cannot find a black person that doesn't know 
a white person. Like literally, no. Like, oh, that's Jim. You mm. know what I mean? That's Todd. Okay. I'm trying to come up with <laughs> I'm trying to come up with even more white names than Kenneth. that. That's right, Kenneth. Well, Kenneth, I don't know, because when Kenneth becomes Kenny, he's black. Oh, uh, so, yeah. You know, black no, Kenny it's, here. It's the, it's the Kenneth you do who have a black Kenny here. Kenneth. You know. Uh but you, it, it, it's all, Ron. It's all Ron. <laughs> Lucas. Luke. Not even Lucas. Luke. Because Lucas Cage, you know, he's black. Oh, yeah. But anyway, the fact is Damn that you, every black person knows a white person, so it's not a big deal. But there are a there's a huge swath of America where there are white people who don't know any black people. Or Jews. That is true. Yeah. That is true. I went to college in the South. They're like, I'm waiting to see if my horns came out. Oh, uh, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. I mean, yeah, exactly. And what's funny is <laughs> it, it, it's so funny because it's all cultural. You know, there's a there's a huge amount of white people in America grow up in the area. No blacks in the area. They don't ever leave that area. No blacks ever come into that area. And they have and all they know about black people is whatever they see on TV. Not from around here, are you? Mm, let me tell you something, boy. Mm. Looking mighty dark. <laughs> I was just down in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and we saw, uh, what's, the, what's the flag again? The bad one? Uh, the nigger flag? <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rebel yell. Yes. And we saw one. But and she getting, and, and Melissa got all like, is that one? Is that a flag? I was like, no, it's just, that's just, that's not it. That's yeah, that's just, not it. The rebel yell is the rebel yell. Yeah. There's you only know. one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're staying, everything's called plantation down there. Yeah, because that's all it was, was a plant. It's still called plantation, Yeah, though. because the whole state was a plantation. We're in a housing development, and it's called a plantation. I said, look, I didn't know anything about this. <laughs> okay, I had no idea. That's funny. <laughs> She's yeah. like, what is with all the plantations? I said, I don't know. Yeah, so anyway, uh, when I was down there, I stayed at the Runaway Motel, okay? Uh, and uh, that's what I did. You ran away? Yeah, I was just like, see you, bitches. I'm not paying. <laughs> no, I'm oh, joking. You, I'm joking. You slept in Dash? The Runaway Slave Hotel. <laughs> anyway, hey, let's get into a show, shall we? Uh, hmm, mm. I got to tell you. I got to I gotta tell you. I got to tell you. I'm looking for a way to bring back Chris, Chris Tucker Dick. <laughs> I listened hey, I, man. I listened to Chris Tucker Dick the other day, and... I, I I told you I use it on stage. It's very rare that I'll listen to this show and laugh out loud. I'm just <laughs> listening back to see, okay, that part was good. This part usually you, you could call me and complain, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's okay, we, long. yeah, we got to do this, we got to do that. I want the show to be better, but <laughs> I, I I listen to Chris Tucker Dick and I. Actually, broke up laughing. Chris, Chris Tucker Dick is funny. It's funny. <laughs> oh man! So any of you who are just listening to this show, which is not funny yet, uh, but please go back and listen to the last two shows with Chris Tucker Dick. Uh, was Chris Tucker Dick not? He wasn't with Sovereign. Sovereign just came out today. No. Oh, Sovereign is today. Yeah. While we're doing this. Okay. Yeah. So the no, previous two. So the previous 80, two. 81 and 82. 81 and 82. Chris Tucker Dick is hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm not going to do it right now because it's not organic. But when you go back and listen to it, you'll you'll figure out like Chris Tucker Dick is Chris Tucker Dick got to be on this show. <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we, I'll try to book him. For you you got to book Chris Tucker Dick on this show, man. <laughs> See, man. Oh, oh damn! But anyway, let's get into um, 
Of course, my computer is not working. Oh. Now my brother says that this is a part of the show that must change. When you're just not prepared? Excuse me. <laughs> excuse, excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, man. Um, yes, correct. The, the part of the show. He was like, why do you do that? <laughs> He's like, why is it that uh, you don't have your letters up and ready to go before you start the show? And it um, shows that they're real letters. They're not just being made up on the spot. Well, that's true. I don't want to print because I'm trying to save the planet. I know. <laughs> no, because we start talking when I come in and, you know, that's really what happens. Gets out of control. It gets out of control. All right, here we go. Let's do this because I'm not going to wait for the... Uh, and now I go to this. I hit accept. And connection successful. Let's do this, <laughs> motherfucker. Ugh, you sound like Candyman. Candyman. I never watched Candyman. You never seen? You never saw Candyman? Hey, Bill. How much? How much did it make, Bill? How much did Candyman make, Bill? Get on the mic, motherfucker. What do you think? I gotta think about it first. Uh, oh, geez, usually quicker. Than that. Well, it wasn't that. It's a cult movie. It's he really knows every movie. I know, but that's a, that's a real cult movie. It's one of the. I th it, it's one of those that made like thirty two million, but it was some, one of those ones that was on like a two point five million dollar budget. So for it, like it, it did well for what it what it was. But yeah, it wasn't like yeah, it was it was a cult movie. Because I think the second one was made for like seven million, made like fourteen million. So they rapidly started like. Wasn't Virginia Madsen in the first one? <laughs> yeah, I always she was smoking back in the day. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I know that you... Did you look it up? Is Bill no. correct? No, I didn't look it up. No, you I trust, didn't. I trust him. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, here we go, man. Are we back on? All right. All right here we go. Yeah. Did we get right. all that riveting information about Candyman was on, oh, on the man. show. Did we, get, did we get Candyman on the show? Oh, yeah. All right. Candyman. I liked it. Dude, you... Of course you liked you're it. You're creeping... Death and disgusting. I know, but you're creeping me out when you do that, because you oh. sound like Candyman. Really? But, yeah. No, I, I just I like never watched it. Bill, you what? do Candyman. What'd you say, buddy? I can't do I can't do the Candyman voice because I, I can't I can't do that justice because that. Um... Sure, you're the master of improv. Come on. <laughs> no, you need a voice to do it, and but it's the way you do that. You can do it. That's how he talks, like, <laughs> which is really I don't know why it bothers me very much. He's got that great. He's got that like evil voice. Yeah, everything. By the way. Right, a really great character actor. I forget his name. The black guy that played yeah, Candyman. Yeah, I'm blanking Man. on it right now. Yeah, oh. great character actor Come though, on. man. He's been in a lot of stuff. I mean, that's the kind of like he's had a very illustrious career that's been extremely quiet. Yeah, you know, oh, Tony, Tony Todd, Tony, Tony Todd. Todd. Yeah, yeah, man, he's been in a lot of stuff, man. He's got 193 credits. There yeah. you go. And he, and the funny thing is, um, when you see him, he looks. He kind of, I don't know why, and maybe, am I racist? He looks like a drug addict to me. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, seriously, look at his face. Look Somebody at his looks eyes. Like a smaller, uh, tiny, what's that guy? That's a huge guy. Tiny, uh, uh the, guy with, the, the, the guy that was uh, played the president in Fifth Element? No. Was, oh, yeah, that was him. You're right. Yeah, You're right. Tiny. Yeah. No, I see what you mean. He's got his eyes are kind of sunken. Yeah, he's got yeah. a look like he's like he's recovering. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's recovering from drugs. I don't know why. Maybe I mean, he is. Yeah, you know, and good for him if he is, because mm. I wish that for everybody. If you're on drugs, I hope that you recover. I hope you get in recovery. I hope you stay in recovery, and I hope that you find a life that is drug-free and that you find something more importantly to replace your addiction. That's beautiful, man. Well, listen, man, it's it's a tough thing to have an addiction. That is really 
really rough. I have seen it firsthand in my life. Uh, by that, I mean I'm an addict. <laughs> and uh, it's tough, man. No, it's really Come difficult. I'm a bunch of pussies. Just get over it. Let's no, go. Oh, man. Oh, you're <laughs> killing me. Uh, you don't know uh, how many people actually feel that that's way. That's stupid. There's a lot of people who feel that way, who feel like, you know, the reason why you're doing this is because you want to. And I'm like, do you really think that a woman who sold, who tried to sell her child is in her right mind? Why don't we look at drug addiction like it's a mental Disease. illness. Why don't we look at it like that? You've broken your brain because people say, well, you ch you chose to do something and then that precipitated your illness. So it's just like no one has empathy for smokers or sympathy. Like you get lung cancer, right? Do you know the most the most challenging disease for which to raise money? Do you know what it is? It's got to be lung cancer. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, it's not always by smoking. You know, That's people, correct. People do get lung cancer people who get lung, smoking. Asbestos causes lung cancer. There are many environmental factors that can cause lung cancer. But nobody has sympathy for anyone who has lung cancer because they're like, well, you shouldn't have been smoking. But what they don't then think past is the fact that smoking itself is an addiction. It's a product that is designed to make you continue to use it. It's a product that's designed so that you can't stop doing it. But the fact is people go, well, I know a lot of people who quit smoking. So congratulations. Right. Uh. But, but they take that and they say, so the people who are smoking to the point where they get lung cancer, those people are just weak or those people deserve it or the, no, it's just that their brain chemistry is such that they weren't able to overcome. Maybe they didn't get the right amount of help. Maybe they didn't realize they could get help. But we really need to change our conversation about addiction in this country. Wait a minute. Is this an intervention for Bill? Or uh, As a matter of fact, now that you bring it up. Okay. Bill, we're all here today because we care about you. What am I addicted to now? <laughs> <laughs> Is Bill's best Bill's line on the, the show best. ever. What am I addicted to now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that took me off guard, Bill. Way to come through. I feel bad for people who are, who are, who are in the throes of addiction. I have a friend right now who I just found out that they're, they're back to it. Ugh. They're back That's to it. That's the worst too, man. You go back. Yeah, they were they were out for for a long time, and I just found out this past weekend that they're back to it. And you psych yourselves into it. We're like, oh, I could just do it. You know, I, I can just try to go once. I'll be the, fine. The thing is that uh, once you break your brain with an addiction, you can never fix it. That's And so what happens, though, is once you start to live a sober life, you start to feel like, oh, of course I can handle it. Look at me. I'm a sober person. I'm doing this. And the fact is that the moment you encounter the substance, right back. you're right back. And that's all there is to it. So, and so that's off the wagon. So, yeah. And so that's what happened. And now this person is... They're back at it, and unfortunately, they're they're no longer seeking help. Like they were in, they were in. So a, anything you could do for someone like that, you can't. If they're not willing themselves, you can't really do anything, right? It's very difficult, but I suppose you're locked up or something. Like, okay. well, being locked up sometimes is the impetus. So when people say rock bottom, rock bottom really means this. I have reached a point of equilibrium where the realization that this is not working has finally met up with the realization of my life, okay? For instance, Robert Downey Jr., one of our greatest actors. This guy's amazing. I don't care what you say. He is an amazing actor. True. Okay, Robert Downey Jr., 
people thought was a hopeless drug addict. But he's so good as an actor that they still put him in films even though they couldn't get insurance for him. Do you know how good you have to be for Hollywood to say, we're going to put you in this film anyway and we're going to insure it ourselves. So we're going to take the loss. If you just decide to wake up in somebody's bed, Robert Goldilocks, (laughs) with a gun, gun, well then, you know what? We're just going to eat this bill. All right. So anyway, long story short, he goes to jail goes to prison the judge says not gonna let you out got a feeling this is the best thing that could ever happen to you leaves him in prison does 13 months 13 months that's a lot that's a lot he does 13 months or somewhere around there i'm not sure it's somewhere around there and when he comes out he's like you know what i gotta get help that's all there is to it i really really gotta get help and i gotta commit to the help that i'm gonna get and now what do we have he's iron man he's fucking iron man so, yeah, you, you got a routine going. You got right. a schedule and a routine. So, so but yeah. but no, like I said, you have to replace your addiction with something else. You cannot leave a vacuum. I believe he did martial arts. He did something, yeah. but he also became like a Buddhist. Yeah, he got he got really into like, yeah, like he, meditation. He, he became a Buddhist, started meditating, eating. and he changed his diet, got into nutrition. Smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> Spirulina and kale. That's right. That's right, with blueberries, because they're, they're high in antioxidants. <laughs> I got lots of antioxidants in me now, okay? I used to put meth in me, but now I put antioxidants in me, okay? That'd be a great uh, infomercial. That's right. That's right. You want to quit doing drugs? I got your answer. Antioxidants. That's right. Hi, I'm Chuck Nice. I used to put tons of drugs in my body. Meth, coke, heroin, you name it. And then I would top it off by smoking a big giant bone. And by that I mean I suck some dick because I needed money for coke, heroin, <laughs> That's good shit. Oh <laughs> but now I put antioxidants in my mouth instead of penises. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So I can help you. I can help you quit whatever it is. That's right. Put some antioxidants in your mouth. I'll knock that cock out your mouth and put some antioxidants in. Give me some blueberries. I'll shove them down your throat. That's what I'll do. I'm here for you, man. Gag on these. That's right, bro. Gag on this. It's called success. (laughs) That's some good shit. I love how we go from the most serious, like, heartfelt empathy for drug addicts and their problem to an infomercial oh. about sucking it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hurt my face. Oh, man, this show is ridiculous, dude. <laughs> you hurt my face. All right, uh, okay, let's let's get to a letter, shall we? Before, no, we're out of time. While we still, I know we're so out of time on this. All right, let's do it, let's do it. Dear, 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 dear cocksucker. Dear, <laughs> dear blah, blah, blah. Uh, it may be the biggest mistake of the of my career, but my new hire is my husband. Over the past, oh, wait few- a second, I gotta stop you. Chris Tuckertick just uh, texted me. He said, "Damn, damn, <laughs> Chuck, I didn't realize you had an addiction. <laughs> I just said dip with addiction. That's redundant. I'm Chris Tuckertick. <laughs> damn, <laughs> Chuck, do me a favor, man." Don't put me in nobody's mouth. That's dirty, man. Don't worry, Chris Tucker Dick. I'm the one who sucks it. Oh, well, that's good. 
<laughs> I just watch you through my one eye. Damn, I'm Chris Tucker Dick. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh man, I gotta tell you. I gotta find an audience for this show because it certainly ain't the TED talk people. <laughs> oh. I gotta tell you, it is not. The they closet like fans, they, yeah, they don't a, like they don't like dick. Uh, oh, they like that enough. <laughs> Just not, too much, but not this way. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> My new hire as my husband is the biggest mistake of my career. Over the past few years, with incredibly hard work, I've managed to create a popular website with a huge fan base. It's been so successful that my husband was able to quit his job and join me in the business. <sighs> it's always been a dream of mine, but my husband is a workaholic. He's overwhelming me with great ideas, which he says will, will make our income soar and which I have no time to implement because I have to take care of the day-to-day -day unglamorous task of running this site because he finds those tasks too boring. Which brings me to my latest- ideas guy. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. He brings me to my latest challenge. All he wants to do is work on this site. He talks about it all day. He brainstorms ideas, designs new features, launches revenue streams. We can't even have a romantic dinner without him thinking up some idea that we should do next. It's exhausting. I like to relax at least just one night. He won't even let us squeeze in a day where we can take off and go to the beach or do something together. We've been married for 10 years, and usually we work well as a team, but my dream has turned into a nightmare. He'd look good in a pink slip. Oh, damn. Ouch. Damn. <laughs> you can't fire Chris Duggar. Dang. No, you cannot. I'm attached to your body, Chuck. That's right. I have balls of feet. Anyway. <laughs> I'm Chris Duggar. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> Oh. All right. The person writes back, Dear Miss Spinkslip, come on, pardon me, but are you kidding? You've made a miracle man here. He's got great ideas. He's practically down on his knees begging to help your income soar, and you want to fire him? I realize that the website is your baby and it's difficult to accept new ideas because your first idea has really been successful, which was to hire your husband. What? Your goal shouldn't be to control him. It should be to turn him loose and make as much money as he can. This is why he gets up in the morning. Um. Then she says, how do you, st oh, okay. Yeah, that's it, that's it. That sucks. No, I gotta tell you, that didn't really help this woman no. with her problem. Uh, what she's saying is, this guy's great to have on your team, and that's true, but really this is a management problem. It's really not like, it's. It, it'd be the same as if you had somebody who was just a regular employee. It's your website, he is your employee. Do this, right? period. The, the real problem yeah. is this, you're a pussy. Okay, there's your problem. Literally You're, and figuratively. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> You're afraid to tell your husband, hey, shut listen, up. shut up. Shut up and fuck me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, you're yeah, not. Exactly. You're not joking. Yeah, shut up and bang me because right. guess what? I don't want to talk about this right yeah, now. I want dick. So what you need to do is figure out goal, not goals, uh, parameters. You need to figure out boundaries. Look, honey, here's how it's going to work. All right? Sunday. Like, for instance, I am not allowed to work Sundays. 
Do you know why? My father was an alcoholic. Uh, alcoholic. My, that was oh. my grandfather. That was oh. my grandfather. My my father was a workaholic. My dad. So never... it skips a generation, Chuck. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. No, yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but no, my dad was a workaholic. All right. And so I'm. I try my best to fight against that, but I am pretty much kind of the same. Like I will just work and work and work. My wife is like, you cannot work Sundays. That's it. Period. You get, you, get, you get to do nothing on Sunday. You don't get to do anything for you, and you don't get to do anything for work. Sunday, you better be here with us, and that's it. Okay? So, boom, there you go. I Like, my Sundays, that's what, except during the football season where I get to watch the football games, and, you know, but we all do that. Everybody is a family because they love it. They love it. It's not my idea. Oh, good. They all love it. Oh, they don't. No, they don't. You're fucking right. I need my football. It's only 17 Put weeks. Put up a bunch of... Put a bunch of snacks out. Damn right. Yeah. Come on, guys. We're watching the games. All your kids drink soda. That's it. Right. That's Have soda. Right. 11 okay. o'clock in the morning yeah. till, till <laughs> 11 o'clock at night, buddy. But anyway, the fact is that that's what this woman is not doing. You got to be able to tell the person, look, here's what I want to do. I love your ideas. And she's right about this. If a man is willing to make you money, you better get out there and let that man make you some money. You got to figure it out, though. There's got to be some balance. It's got to be balance. Yeah. got to be boundaries. But let him make the money. Let me tell you something. My wife and I have a pimp hoe relationship. I mm-hmm. come home. She's like, you got my money, bitch? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm just like, oh, yes. It's your money. So, I mean, that's Take a step you- further. I'm cooking, too. Cooking, doing laundry, I'm doing everything. Yeah, yeah. good for you, man. Not everything. It's no, all good. No, I know, I know, I know. You ain't doing it all. I do stuff. You do some stuff, but listen, yeah. that's the deal. But guys, like, that's what we are. We we like to keep our women like you know, happy. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. listen, and 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 this guy is trying to make money. He's all, he's just got to take it down or not? Yeah, that's all. And he's she, ex, he's excited because he's like he's also trying to prove himself. Right. Let's think about it. You came up with a great But he's not idea. doing the shit he's supposed to do. That's what I, I kind of caught in the letter, too. Well, no, he's not doing what she wants him to do. Right. Right, which is help with the day-to-day. So, like you said, he's looking at himself right. like, I'm an ideas guy. That's my wife. It's this our, is my it's thing. Our it's our business. It's business. Not, no, no, no. You got to do, do some shit. I started this. This is some shit you got to do, and then we can work on your ideas. That's, That's what you're supposed to do, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what you want to cook at? <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, really, and listen, this goes to any part of your marriage. Communication is key, right, Chuck? It does not make a difference what part of your marriage it is. It's like, you got to put it out there. You got to like, okay. It won't magically fix itself. Write a letter, send an email. How about sit down face to face and have a conversation? Well, you know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to do that. Because you all pussy. Right. (laughs) So you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to go ahead and, you know. You got to go ahead and just any way you can communicate that. Look, I hate texts and shit, though. I, no, you, don't I, do that. That's too, because text is only 140 characters. Yeah, but so, no, it's not. That's Twitter. No, text came from Twitter, which is SMS. What? You can text. You, you didn't only, know that? But you can text. And, you keep texting, though. Yeah, you can text, but it, it's only 140 characters at a time that goes through. Really? Yeah, why do you think it gets all broken up and then you mm-hmm. have like oh, yeah, one yeah, yeah, part yeah, of the text yeah. at the bottom, another part in the top? That's annoying. And yeah, it's annoying. But still, even email or anything else, it always could be misread. The only way it could be really understood is face to face. Well, no, I'm on saying phone or it, since this is a business deal, go downstairs. I'm gonna call what you. What you do is say like, the, "Go downstairs. I'm gonna call." That you know what? That's not a bad idea. What you just came up with, mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I know you were joking, but mm-hmm. I think that's actually a a pretty decent means of therapy. It's like, hey, listen, I would love to have this conversation with you. Can we talk on the phone? Uh, I'm gonna go upstairs and call you. <laughs> <laughs> and because 
I think you're. I think it's easier to say stuff hmm. to somebody if you're just over the phone and. But you know they're right there. But if you piss them off, I'm gonna come up there and kick your ass. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, don't get too far out of line. Yeah, right. You know, so because and that's her talking to you. You know that, of course. So, <clears throat> all right, that's cool. Yeah, but anyway, that's what it is. Like you don't. Be, you, you're you said it. Lay it down. You lay it down. You're yeah. a pussy. This, yeah. You you hired this guy. What should I do with my husband? <laughs> no, you you hired him. Okay. You know, everybody's a bunch of children. That's the problem. Grow up, be an adult, and handle your shit. Yeah, yeah, but it's Come tough. On. No, you know? but you know what I'm saying. I know See, it's tough, but you got to do it. You can't whine and complain about it like about, a little child. Now, the, my kids whine. They're kids. They're little. <laughs> and I yelled at them even. Stop whining. Go in the corner. Oh, God. You just, call oh, me. you are so right. Yeah. Now, go upstairs and call me. <laughs> <laughs> you Get your ass upstairs and call me. So, all right. I think that's our show. Okay, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Long. Oh long my, and was winding. this a long show? It's like seventy-five minutes. No, <laughs> oh my god! No, it's no, nah, it's all good. It's all good. I hope so. Two-hour season finale. Two hours. <laughs> oh, is this the last one for the summer? Uh, no, no, no. We're gonna we'll be back. We're gonna be here. We're gonna be here until we get enough people to make this show viable, which we don't. This is why I need you guys to promote this show. Yeah, can and you can you promote the show? I am Chuck? going to promote the show, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people who like the show, and I've been getting a lot of great feedback on, from people. Are you who, retweeting that stuff and everything? No, I retweet it? everything. Mm-hmm. I read I retweet. You know, but we're we're gonna we're gonna get an audience. We're gonna find people on this show. And uh, you do that by going to, let's see, iTunes, give us five stars, leave great comments, Mm -hmm. share the show. Don't just make sure you subscribe when it shows up, listen, and then put it out. Put that link out, okay? Just do it on your own. Put the link out, man. We we really do need you to do that because uh, our show is dirty. So it's, you have to understand that the shows that are dirty, they're not going to get as much promotion. True. You know, because they're looking at it like this is adult content or this has explicit language. When you're an explicit language show, which I'm thinking about changing that, you know, I'm thinking about changing that because you can't. Oh, damn, Chuck. Chris Tucker penis. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, Yeah. huh? I'm Chris Tucker member. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, the fact is that that's why we ask you to help us promote the show because when you're an explicit uh, content show, then you don't get as much promotion. Nobody nobody wants to get out there and say, hey, listen to the show and then have a little kid listen to the show. So, you know, that's really- Don't listen with your kids. Don't listen with your kids unless you're, unless you're like me, unless you're a lousy dad. Are you? <clears throat> I don't let my children listen to explicit stuff, but I say explicit stuff, unfortunately. Like when you kick it, you stub your toe and stuff? Well, no. Just, just all the time. I just feel as though it's language, it's words, it's not that big of a deal. Um, if you, when children, your kid said it, though, you wouldn't like it. No, because that's disrespectful. And so there is an appropriate place for types of language. For instance, uh, when I'm in a business meeting, I do not speak like this. The way we speak on this show, I would never do Chris Tuckadick <laughs> at a meeting at NBC, like when I'm over at 30 Rock and I'm having a meeting, uh, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't talk about, uh, you know, sex or a penis or any of you because there's a time and a place for everything. And so that's what I want my children to know. Not necessarily like, don't ever talk like that because, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. It's not true. It's so really. Eventually yeah, you will. Right. Eventually they're going to. So it's, I'd much rather have them be able to, like, for instance, I was a kid. I cursed. I spoke the way I speak right now. But any adults that came around, whether I knew them or not, I made sure I didn't speak that way. Because there was an odds out chance that one of these adults does know my 
parents or knows somebody who knows my parents. And the one the number one thing was, don't you ever bring shame on this family. Like that mm-hmm. that was the big thing growing up in my house. Don't well, so you, you've really let them down. Yeah, well, don't ever bring shame on this family. Mm-hmm. If somebody comes to me and says, I saw your son doing this, you can rest assured you'll never do it again because you won't have hands to do it. Oh, you know, there, but yeah, like that, that's the way it went down. So, so that's what I want my, but I say a lot of inappropriate stuff to my kids last night at dinner. I'm going to tell you before we say goodbye, this is a terrible thing. I just realized that, but I thought it was funny. So my daughter was just like, daddy, I just made up a story. And she told this little story at the dinner table and she was like, do you know any stories, daddy? At, do you? And I said, yeah, once upon a time, there was a teacher who lost his job and then became the school janitor. And he had one eye and he wore a patch and all the children made fun of him because he had one eye. And he vowed that he would get them. And because he made that vow, when children started disappearing from the school, they thought it was him. And so everyone conspired against him and testified that he was the person responsible for the disappearance of the children. But he wasn't. And he went to jail. And they found out that the real culprit was the kindly principal who was luring children into his office, skinning them alive, and having sex with their corpses. The end. How old is your daughter? She's four. (laughs) (laughs) And you actually told that story? Yes, I did. And then my son went like this. I swear to God, he went, what the? What is wrong with you, Dad? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. You I don't seem like you got it all together, and you say something like that. Like, man, Chuck's fucked up. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, because it was it was funny. She's four. You yeah, know, I'm the dark one. <laughs> she, oh, no, but here's the thing: yeah, the reason why I said that because she tonight not, she's like has nightmares. Right. So you don't know why. And then she went like this. That is not the story. <laughs> and so, but the fact is. I know that everything I said, she's there's no way that she can cognitively process that. Are you sure? Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. so to me uh, it was it's just okay then. Yeah, right. So for me it was funny. That's You're all. A jerk. But no, that was messed up. That was a messed up thing to do. I mean, I'm never gonna tell the story again. You just did. Well, not to her. Well, I'm gonna she, play it for her. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, find me on Twitter, Chuck Nice Comic, and Bill is at Flavor Department, and Seth is Seth the Twit. And until next time, I'm Chuck Nice saying, if you got a problem, we got the answer, and the principal fucks children. Ew, no, don't do that. No, that's no. Let's not end like that. If you got a problem, we got the answer. And no, no, never mind.